Welcome to Communication 24-7, a podcast where we communicate about how we communicate. I'm your host, Jennifer Furlong. I am super stoked about this particular episode for a couple of reasons. Number one, of course, it's the very first live episode that I've ever done. So um, I am incredibly excited and nervous at the same time, which is kind of weird, you know, (laughs) being a communication person and uh, teaching public speaking for as long as I have taught it, you know, but hey, I am, hu- congratulations, I'm human too. So I'm allowed to feel a bit nervous at this momentous occasion. And um, another reason why I'm super excited is my guest. Um, I had, hello. <laughs> um, uh, Yanni is, has graciously accepted the, uh, the, the, the position of being my first live guest (laughs) on the live episode. So I am so excited um, that you're here, Yanni. Uh, I want to express my gratitude for you allowing me to have you here almost like a guinea pig, you know, for the the first episode. But I know you can handle it. Um, We've had some great, we had one great conversation previously before today's episode. And then, um, you know, before we started live, we were having another great conversation. So I am so excited about this. We're going to talk about leadership. You know, we'll talk about communication. We'll talk about life. We'll talk about challenges, you know, all kinds of cool stuff. Um, But before we get into that, let me ask Yanni to please introduce himself and uh, then we'll kind of take it from there. Jennifer. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me on. I, I'm a great guinea pig. Uh, I never wanted one as a kid. Uh, they kind of freaked me out, but, um, but I, I'm so excited to be here and welcome to all of your audience. Thank you for having me as well. Um, uh, quick introduction. So I, I never wanted to get into coaching, if, if you will, um, business coaching, nonprofit, for-profit ministry. I, it, it more kind of found me. Leaders would say, hey, I heard you talking. About, I was a public speaker, uh, traveled the country for, gosh, almost 15 years. And afterwards, these leaders would come up to me and say, okay, you're talking about this, but how, how do I do that? And uh, ironically, a lot of their questions were around implementation. Um, and what I started to find was leaders, they, they get the concept, that they see the roadmap, but most of them kind of sit because the the delta, the gap between that and implementation is massive. Back then, I, I, I didn't call it coaching. No, I don't even think anybody called it coaching back then. I was helping leaders. I was helping pastors. I was um, helping these folks in the for-profit, mostly nonprofit. Um, and it's just kind of been this thing that I believe through divine providence has kind of interwoven itself through uh, this thread of my life. And uh and now here I am, man, doing this. Uh, we started last year and uh, to see the growth, uh, both in our coaching practice, but also in our uh, clients has just been tremendous. So very excited to be here uh, sharing with you and talking with you today. 
Oh, thank you. Um, one of the things that you just said, um, I can feel wholeheartedly. You know, I think most of us, when we're either placed in leadership positions or if we volunteer, you know, for a leadership position, um, there is a difference between intent and implementation, right? You know, and, and it is a learning process. You know, I'm saying all the time, communication is a skill, just like any other skill, right? You got to work at it to get good at it. But how do we go about working at it, right? How do we uh, become leaders where we're implementing um, the values that we want to implement, right? Regardless of the type of organization that you have. Um, what are some of the, take me through some of the conversations that you have with leaders, you know, um, in that area of values and, and how to implement those values. So it, it's interesting that, that you say that. And I think, you know, maybe for some of your listeners, they might be like, what does this have to do with communication? And this is really where that bridge comes into place. Implementation is all about communication. I mean, a hundred percent. No, 75, 80%. Absolutely. And I think that's where most people really struggle is mm -hmm. they communicate in their realm of leadership. If you ever hear military leaders talk to one another, oh, we need to extra stat on the four, five, and it's like, oh my gosh, is that another language? No, I think it's English, <laughs> but we're, and, and folks in the tech world, same thing. They're, they have their own nomenclature, but leadership has its own nomenclature. Leadership mm. sometimes has its own verbiage and communication within leadership is the beginning, the middle and, and oftentimes the end of implementation. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So the, on a very, very base level, how can you practice implementation? Practice your communication with non-essential leadership things. Mm. That's, my, that's my first tip, right? So find something when you're working with your, with your, maybe your leadership team, maybe you're the top leader, test this a little bit. Roll a, roll a statement out, right? Maybe it's numbering uh, the profit loss I, I, and tell your people, I want this disseminated across the organization and, and really get passionate about it. Make sure it's something you're passionate about. That helps a lot. Um, right. And then, <laughs> right. And then talk through this with your team and then wait a week or two mm. and go down the ranks and just chit chat with some of the people, you know, did, did the receptionist, did it, did it make it down to them? And did it mm. make it down to them with the same passion? Did it make it down the, to them with the same articulation that you brought? Mm -hmm. And and then take a step back and refine that. Now you're like, Yanni, what are you talking about? What does that have to do with implementation? Because Jennifer, just like you said, you've you've got to work at it. And what, mm. the, what happens is, is some people go, you know what? I have no idea how to redo the pipes in my house. I'm going to wait till they're broken. Not right. the best idea. <laughs> Call the plumber at that point, right? Right. As a leader, don't wait until you have to roll out a full-scale transition to start mm. practicing your communication with your team. You, oh, yeah. You've got to begin that early because it's such an important piece of implementation. Yeah, yeah. You just said something that I think is an important point. Um to let's let's focus on this aspect for just a, a couple of moments. Um, 
going out to the workforce and checking in with them, you know, to see if they got the message. So I think there's there's two there's there's two areas of communication at play here. Um, I think it's very important that leaders understand. I mean, we've got the content piece, right? So let's make sure that you got the message um, in the way that it was intended for you to get it, right? So that everybody understands we're all on the same page, we're all speaking the same language. Um, but there's also that relational aspect of that communication, you know, as a leader going out to the workforce and being seen and asking questions and communicating with them um, before it becomes a crisis, right? But, yes. you know, just making that a part of your practice. Um, I've had some conversations with leadership before, and I've been really surprised at the number of leaders who have not taken that time to go out to the workforce, just say hi, you know, check in. Um, what would you say to them about the benefits of, of doing something like that? So, I, I, so many things flood my mind, but I, I, I'll start with this. Think back to before you were a leader. Mm. Now, for some of you, you may have to go way back and that's okay. There was a time, <laughs> there was a time when you were not a leader. You did go to elementary school. I don't know, maybe you were as well. Um, but the pre-K leader, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> lunch leader, lunchtime leader. <laughs> lunch leader. That's good, Jennifer. That's good. Think back or this, maybe you're a leader, but you're now out of your leadership position. Um, mm. Maybe you're on a tour and we are notorious for doing this as leaders. We evaluate other leaders, right? I, I, you know who else does this ruthlessly? Our restaurant servers. Oh, they are mm -hmm. notorious mm -hmm. for evaluating other restaurant servers. Worst critics of, mm -hmm. of their own right. <laughs> Worst critics of their own kind. But but look at somebody. Have you ever, we'll stick with the restaurant, restaurant industry. Have you ever met somebody, you met the manager and you're like, wow, this person's incredible. But the rest of their team is angry and bitter. Mm. And you go, how did that happen? Because the dissemination of who they are and what they're trying to communicate has has hit a blockade and they just didn't realize it. Mm -hmm. And and one of the ways to combat that is just getting out among your people, right? There's a reason why when uh, electoral candidates, especially we have that saying, right? Uh, kissing babies, shaking hands. I think it goes right. the other way around. Shake hands, yeah, kissing yeah. babies. <laughs> Why? Why would the a pre think of the president of of a country? Why would they get out and do that? Because there is something grassroots, transparent, and trust building when you just shake someone's hand. Hey, mm -hmm. I'm a pres presidential candidate. I am not above shaking your hand. Think about mm -hmm. leaders in your life. What made them key was the fact that. They came and saw the value in you, right? Mm. I believe it was Albert Einstein that said, I don't care if it's the president of the university or the janitor, I speak to them the same. Mm -hmm. Yes, yeah. Now, why is this important? Because, uh, in fact, <laughs> I was helping a company, I was coaching a company who, because this is such a lost art and because we're now digital, right? It's hard to walk through the office building. It's one of the, right. I'm a big proponent of being digital and remote. 
this is one of the hard things was how do you walk through the office building when there is no office building? Mm. So they created software that that actually does real-time feedback on like 70 different metric points. It's incredible software. But it, especially for organizations that whose leadership are kind of up in the ivory tower and don't know what's going on at the grassroots. Now, most of the time, the ivory tower folks will tell you, we know what's going on. They implemented this system and within five months they went, oh my gosh, we had no idea what was going on. They were this close to lawsuits in different places. Ooh. Mm, mm. Why do I say that? Because we're going to come full circle with all of this. Your communication at the top to drive your change and drive your vision is worthless if it does not disseminate properly mm-hmm. all the way down. There's something very, very powerful about that. And not just that people got it with their head, but did they get it with their soul? Mm -hmm. This is why some leaders, here's my other tip, implementation tip too. If you're going to implement, don't trust the telephone all the way down. Put to, even in this digital age, you can do a digital town hall, put the town hall in place. It also has to come from your voice. Public speaking, I have to get up in front of it. You need to get, yes. you are the leader of this organization. <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> yes, you. This is why people like Jennifer and I exist, right? <laughs> I will help you with the implementation. She can help you with the fact that you have got to get up and get up on a regular basis. Right. If you're not addressing your entire organization at least quarterly, whether you have two people, 200 people, or 200,000 people, your organization is going the wrong direction. Mm-hmm. How can you say that, Yanni? That's how important communication is to the implementation of any change. Yeah. It's the Amazon you love, but for work. Make workplace procurement easier with convenient delivery options simplified purchasing workflows, multiple payment options, and a competitive marketplace with business-only pricing and quantity discounts. Anyone who makes purchases for work like procurement specialists, office administration, IT departments, for example, can create a free account for their business. Create your free business account today by clicking on the link in the show notes. And just think about, I mean, okay, in the age of COVID, right, where things are, are, are beginning to wind down, but I think there are some permanent changes, you know, that have happened. And one of the things that you said earlier about, you know, proximity, it's it's not just as easy now as to get out of your office, walk down the hall, you know, stick your head in the door and say, hi, and you know, yeah. how you doing today? You know, yeah. how was Joey's basketball game last week? Yeah. You know, just to have that kind of conversation. But I think in the industry, um, as as much as we have cried about it and screamed about it, we've gone kicking to the very end. You know, we've we had Zoom fatigue. You know, all of that stuff has happened. But there is a positive aspect to this, right? I mean, it does give leaders uh, a channel through which they can speak directly to the workforce. And you know, when, when you talk about going through changes, I mean, we're all we're in the midst of change right now. So, you know, how do you establish, I I think a big part of this is trust, right? So how do you not only establish that trust, but maintain that trust if we're all kind of scattered to, you know, to the winds, 
Well, yeah. technology is is enabling us, but you're right. I mean, you have to be willing to to actually purposely use this technology, right? And yes, and you can't suck at it. Can, can I just be yeah. that blunt? Right? Can I... <laughs> Absolutely. Thank okay. you. I appreciate that. <laughs> okay. You can have the lighting and the camera and and the microphone and sound as good as this and look as good as this podcast does. But if you get up there and um, uh, ladies and gentlemen, here's why this organization is important. You're done. Uh, yeah. You're, yeah. It's you're, over. It's, it's over. over. In yeah. fact, if you look and they've, they've long done studies um, about when John F. Kennedy uh, first got elected and some of those debates were the first televised debates. Yes. And they mm-hmm. fully expected Kennedy yeah. to not win the level that he did. Why did he? Mm-hmm. Because the way he came across on screen yep. mm-hmm. instilled and built a level of trust. Oh yeah. Yeah. In mm-hmm. in the people. You've you you've got to get good at, yeah. at this communication. Now, let me break this down in a kind of a maybe you weren't expecting us to go this way, but one of the things that I kind of venture into is a little bit of disc profiling. And I'll, I'll briefly go over it. DISC has four sections, right? There's a D, I, S, and C. The D is is the kind of general, let's go, we're going, follow behind me, let's go troops. Yeah. The I is, hey, hey, let's all go together. And I don't know where we're going to end up, but we're together. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. The, the C is, some of you, you're married to Cs, and you'll know it in a second. You go, hey, let's go buy this. And the C goes, perfect. After about nine years of research, I'll be prepared to. Right, it. right. <laughs> Let me analyze the pros and cons and oh, yeah. figure out oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. the benefits. Yeah, right. <laughs> and, and then there's the S's. And the S's, and, and I ended with them. You're like, Yanni, that's, that doesn't spell disc. I ended right. with them on purpose. <laughs> when you look at, uh, they did a study among leaders, especially top level leaders, Fortune 500 fully expecting to find mostly D's. Mm. What they found was mostly S's. Mm. Because the S says, hey, where we're going is important, but the fact that we all get there is just as important. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And for mo- And when they did the study, they really didn't expect that mindset Mm-hmm. But what they started to realize was if you try and get there without everybody else getting there, you're not going to be effective once you get wherever you're going. Right. Right. And so the S's had this, they have a natural ability to communicate and instill trust. And and what happens is is whatever they're trying to implement within their leadership. They, those are, these are the people who they're going to go, right? They're mm-hmm. going to go, they're going to, and, and the people are going to follow them. These are the mm-hmm. people who, when they need to stay late, they're going to stay late. Not the S, but the people working with the S, right? Because there's such trust that's built. So when you get up leader and you stand in that town hall, and this is the third tip, and, and you're about to address these people, you can't suck. <laughs> but you've got to make sure that you've got champions in every department. And yeah, those yeah. those are the people who you should have checked in with, 
right? Get on a Zoom call. Right, with all people. along, all along. All along. All <laughs> Make along. it a part of the process. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. So yeah. wherever you're going, and it, by the way, your champion doesn't necessarily need to be the top leader. So you may you may be sitting with the head of finance and you're going to bring in Ruth, mm -hmm. right? So you're sitting with Michelle, the head of finance, and you're going to bring in Ruth. Why? Because Michelle does a fabulous job running the finance team. But but Ruth is really the backbone. Ruth is the mm -hmm. grassroots influencer. Mm -hmm. And so you're meeting with them. They know what's coming so that when you give your message at Michelle has already told you everyone's going to go to Ruth. Ruth is on board. Right, right. Now, we did have a good question um, that, that came in on the comments. Nia um, has asked, how do you bridge the gap between what the leaders see and what the worker or the team is experiencing? Because I think this is a really good, um, this is connected really to what we've been talking about, right? With, with leadership and communication and, and being aware of what's happening in the organization. So how, how would you address this, this uh, bridging the gap? Yeah, it's a, it's a really good question. So there's a couple tips. Number one, you need to have clear channels. Those clear channels need to be spelled out. If you have an employee handbook, they need to be reaffirmed and rearticulated. Um, everybody should know in the organization that here's the, here's the step. If there's a problem, I go here and then here and then here and then here. What's written though has to be played out in practice, mm. right? Because your people will tell everybody else the culture of what's there. If it's written on the piece of paper, but it's not practiced in full, your organization will go with what's practiced. The culture will move away from the paper. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So maybe a better question is, how do you measure culture? Mm -hmm. And there's a couple there's a couple ways to do that. Even whether you're in a building or not in a building, the first way to measure culture is chatter. And by the way, this also is the best, one of the best ways to answer this question um, among leadership. What's, what's the chatter? And when I mm -hmm. mean chatter, I mean, you ever walk into like a cocktail party and it just, you hear the hum, the, 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 yes, the, the, yes. right? The mumbling all over yes, the place. Yes, the mumbling. <laughs> okay. Have you ever walked into a funeral? Mm. Same mumbling. Mm -hmm. Whole different tone, pitch, and feel. Mm -hmm. Right. Now, why do I talk about D's and S's? D's have a very difficult time as leaders emotionally or hearing the emotion and chatter. S's, it's very natural, mm -hmm. right? Is the chatter happy? Do you hear laughter? For some people, they don't want to hear, they want to hear silence and work, but you have to get away from that and move to the fact of culture will beget success. Mm -hmm. And culture will tell you if, if things are moving in the right direction, right? So right. if you hear chatter and you hear laughter as you're walking through the building or the buildings, by the way, mm -hmm. if you're a top level leader and you have buildings and organizations uh, all over the world, guess what? You should be visiting those buildings. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think a, a key question, um, I was working with an organization just last month and a question I asked them, uh, the leadership team, is if I were to walk through one of your buildings right now, 
how would I understand what your values are? How would I understand, you know, um, um, what your mission is? And that's going to be expressed through the workforce, right? You know, and you're exactly right. You walk in, you can feel, we call that communication climate. You know, yes. and, and the communication climate, and you can feel when it's like a nice sunny climate, right? People are smiling, they're laughing, they're sharing stories. They can still get the work done, right? Yes. You're enjoying the place, the space that you're taking, and you're enjoying each other's company. And then you can have that kind of cloudy, gray, rainy type of communication climate, and it's just not fun. It's not engaging. And you can feel that when you walk into a place. You can, and you're mm -hmm. supposed to feel that when you walk in a funeral, we would mm -hmm. be angry if, <laughs> right. If everybody's <laughs> and you're like, this is a funeral. This, that poor lady's over there. But yeah. on the flip well, side, well, it depends on who the funeral is. Oh, okay. okay yeah. <laughs> Wow, Jennifer, I didn't know we were going there today, but okay. We're there. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but when you walk into a meeting, and it doesn't matter where that meeting is, you walk into an office environment, it doesn't matter where that environment is, right? It can be a virtual environment. Well, how do you measure a virtual environment? Drop in on some of the meetings. Right. Right? Drop in on some of the meetings. And actually, by the way, this is easier, right? You can let the leader know, hey, I, I'm going to drop in uh, to some of the meetings. You can, as the leader, you can drop in a meeting and just say, Bob, and keep your camera off. Drop in on a meeting, right? right. Some organizations record meetings. Listen into some of those. Mm -hmm. Understand what's going on in your organization. But, but then have some relationship. Right. Yes. Yes. Have some, by the way, you want, you want to place leaders. You want a place to start. I'll, I'll give you the, I'm going to give you a couple places to start. Uh, and again, specifically your first question, Jennifer values. Mm -hmm. And, and then that, I think it was Nia's question about, you know, kind of measuring and the temperature. Bridging that gap. Yeah. Bridging that yeah. gap. So I'm going to, I'm going to tell you your leaders, you're going to the wrong people. Mm. First pe first set of people you need to go to are all the receptionists. Mm, mm -hmm. The receptionists are the hosts, mm -hmm. right? Let's go back to this restaurant concept. Most people don't realize it, but from the time you interact to a host to the time that that host seat sits you down, you've given away your address, your social security number, your bank account number, right? Because you're happy to be there and a great host is striking up conversation. What are you guys here for? Mm -hmm. Oh, we're here for Timmy's birthday. How old's Timmy? Timmy's eight and he was at school and, and you're having this whole conversation. Your guard is completely down. Receptionists, everybody talks to receptionist. Mm -hmm. Everybody talks to that initial gatekeeper. They know, they live in that communication climate. Yeah. The other person, the janitor. Why? Mm -hmm. The janitor often comes in and out completely unnoticed. Mm. sees it all hears it all okay yanni you're talking about office environments though that's true i am here's the other person not the head of hr the person who does the intake interviews mm -hmm. and the outtake interviews mm -hmm. talk to that person the person who when everybody's quitting or or the people who quit or, or get let go talk to that person Hey, I, I know we laid off people two years ago. What was the sentiment in the in the exit mm. interviews? Mm -hmm. 
They'll tell you. They'll tell you a lot. A lot. Mm -hmm. And then you can start to know. Then, and here's the last tip. And this is why S's do so well as leaders. Sometimes you have to make a financial decision. We mm -hmm. get that. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you have to make a decision for the greater good. We get that. But those decisions can be made in ways where the community of your organization goes, that was a tough one. Good thing we have a good leader. Mm, mm, and if yeah. you don't believe me, if you don't believe me, think of, I, I go back to, uh, in America, 9-11, uh, 2001. Mm, there were mm -hmm. people who loved the president. There were people who hated the president. For about a year in our country's history, though, everybody looked and went, we're on the same page. Right, yeah, right. We're, yeah. We're, we're mm -hmm. on the same page. You can do that in your, or you can live in that in your organization. Mm -hmm. You need to as a leader, but you have to communicate the vision well. If you enjoy listening to podcasts, it's a good bet you probably enjoy listening to audiobooks as well. Have you tried Audible? There are literally thousands of audiobooks and podcasts on Audible with new titles being added every week. So here's the good news. You can try out Audible Premium or Audible Plus free for 30 days. You can listen anywhere, anytime, when commuting, exercising, running errands, or while doing housework. Check out the links in the show notes to access your free trial today. Right, right. That's so important. And, and I'm so glad to hear that you're emphasizing this is an ongoing thing. You know, I mean, you can't wait till a crisis to begin. Oh, I'm going to start establishing relationships, you yeah. know, <laughs> yeah. because by then, I mean, you're going to have an, an uphill battle, you know, if, if you're waiting to that point. Um, some leaders, I think in, in many ways, um, are hesitant to walk around and build those relationships because maybe they feel that they have this image that they have to maintain, right? I have an, you know, I'm the one steering the ship. I'm the one who is bearing the burden, right? Whether we succeed or whether we fail, this is on my watch, right? So many times they feel like they have to maybe separate themselves from, from everyone. What would you say to a leader who feels like, you know what, I, you know, I, I, I think I need to keep myself separated though, because it's important that the workforce understands, you know, that they're depending on this to be, I guess, a way of maintaining respect, you know, um, what would you say to someone like that? So let's talk, it, it's very interesting the words that you used. Because let's look at the job description of a leader. Mm. Got to be successful. Got to get this shit moving forward. Uh, Got to hit these milestones or markers, right? Those, those are the goals in the job description. Mm -hmm. But as a top level leader, oftentimes that's all we look at. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. By the way, what is the rest of the job description of a leader? It's not to get there and then have the company crumble. Right. And we right. have seen this. We see it in the nonprofit. We see it in the for-profit. We've seen organizations get to that goal, but they were driven so hard that the whole thing crumbled. Right. Right. And, and in fact, when I was a young leader, I was a shift supervisor at a, a coffee place and there were all these tasks we had to do to shut down the store. And I was like, this is almost impossible. And so I put my team to the test. I, I drove them 
so hard one night. Now I had told them, I had the relationship with them. I had told Mm -hmm. them we were going to do this. Mm -hmm. We still couldn't get everything done. I went back to the manager. I'm like, we only got 80% done. He looked at me, he goes, you got 80% done of all the closed procedures in one night? I said, yeah. How do we get to 100? He goes, oh my gosh, never do that again. (laughs) And I was like, why? He goes, your job as a leader is to spread these out. Some of them have to be done every day, but some of these are are weekly tasks. Oh, (laughs) yeah. Your job is a... They're all going to leave if you do this again. Yeah. (laughs) And... You're driving the workforce insane. You're driving them insane. (laughs) You know what's going to happen? You're going to hit your 100% mark and they're all going to quit. And then there's not going to be anybody, right? So it's so important for you as a leader to understand the other part of the job description. Mm -hmm. And that is for the company. Listen to what I'm saying. Hear what I'm saying. It's not for the leader to reach these milestones. It's for the organization mm, to reach yes, these milestones yes. and then keep going. Right. Why do I say that? I want to challenge your view of your job description leader. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you that between 20 and 40% of your time and your job description is communication mm-hmm. and dissemination and relationship with those who serve under you. Mm-hmm. Now, how do you do that and maintain respect? Have, we've all seen the pictures. We've all seen the pictures, right? What happens? Every president of almost every country does this. A natural disaster comes through. What would happen? Think about this. Wherever you live, think about whatever natural disaster comes through. And, and I think they're just about everywhere. Yeah, right. <laughs> right? A devastating natural disaster comes through. And the president of your country never visits the scene. Mm, yeah, yeah. Just think about that moment for a second. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah. Now Everybody's the, watching. Everybody's watching. Mm-hmm. But what happens, and, and what happens when that president or that leader visits the scene? Mm-hmm. And there's that crying yeah. mother, and that president gets down and hugs. We look mm-hmm. and we go, that's the leader. You've right. got... Even in a digital world, you've got to be on scene. Now, let's talk right. respect for a moment. Mm. Look at look at how those leaders, it's not a matter of staying in your ivory tower doesn't build respect. It does the exact opposite. How you carry yourself builds respect. Mm-hmm. You know why, leader, you stay in the ivory tower? Because you're not working with people like Jennifer and myself to mm-hmm. refine how you carry yourself, to refine how you communicate, to ref- you're in the ivory tower because you know it probably won't go well for you to come out. And I'm going to tell you, the longer you stay in there, it's a death sentence anyway. It ain't going to get any easier. <laughs> it no. ain't going to get any better. That's for no. sure. No, you have, <laughs> and, and here's the thing. You have, and this, by the way, have you ever wondered why, um, again, back to hugging babies and Kissing hands, kissing hands and hugs. Right. Anyway, you well, get I guess what you I'm saying. You could kiss hands. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that actually might go in reverse if, for building right. respect. But, <laughs> but one of the reasons why these folks who are in elections they get out to their constituency right. is if you visit the the site of the disaster and that's your first visit, you're mm, in trouble. Mm, mm-hmm. Yes, you've yeah. got to lead. And, and look at a general. When a general shows up to the ship or shows up to the lines or shows up, everybody's at attention in the military. They're standing like this. They're saluting. 
And that general stands up on the podium and goes, I like what I've seen here. Good job. Keep it up. That's it. Yeah. A man or woman with respect, carrying themselves in respect, Mm -hmm. coming down to the grassroots level, looking around and going, this is what we want. Great job. Yeah. Yes. Sometimes that's all it takes. That is all it takes. Um, um, It reminded me on LinkedIn, someone had posted, you know, share some of your stories um, as a veteran. And so I served in the Marine Corps. And when I was a young Marine, I was the first woman Marine to be awarded the Sergeant Major Dan Daly Award. And at the time, you know, I didn't, you know, I was young. I was like, okay, whoo, that's awesome, right? <laughs> Yay, me. I have no idea what in the hell, you know, the impact of that. But anyway, so at the awards ceremony, the Commandant of the Marine Corps was General Carl Mundy at the time. And he came to the ceremony and he he took the time. You know, he he approached me. He shook my hand. He looked me in the eye. And I shared this on LinkedIn not too long ago. And, um, you know, he just, he told me how proud he was and, you know, all this other stuff. And it's all a little fuzzy because I was just awestruck, right? Because this is the Commandant of the Marine Corps. You're used to seeing him on television or like you described, you know, like far away addressing, you know, all of the Marines at one time. But the fact that he took that moment and it was just a few, you know, it was just a few minutes of his time, but just the fact that he took that moment to address me and shake my hand and tell me how proud he was and that this was a, you know, he helped me understand that this was kind of a big deal, you know, that this be proud of yourself for this. Um, That was such a huge thing for me. And it's something that I have carried with me for the rest of my life. You know, Um, it had a huge impact. And I don't think leaders really, I, I think leaders need to understand the impact in that way that they can have um, first on their thing, employees. First thing, thank you for your service. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Second thing, that is, I, I can't even, I can't even, I, that is such an incredible story. And, and mm-hmm. that is such an incredible accomplishment. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're exactly like, even I, I want, I have to point out Every listener, did you hear her vocal tones? Did you hear the emotion in her voice? Everything changed, not about the award, Mm. about the time that the leader took. That's That's what impacted you, right? That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Mm -hmm. and here's here's another tip. Leaders, you want to start somewhere? Start with the people who are winning in your organization. Start with Mm -hmm. the people who are typify the culture. Mm-hmm. You don't know who yeah. they are. Number one, that's a problem that you need help from people like me to rectify. But number okay. two, <laughs> yes, go, <laughs> go ask some of your other leaders, hey, who typifies this? Meet with them, get to know them. Uh, yeah. Because when you stand as the leader and you stand next to the winner and you go, this person typifies what we're after. I, I, I can't wait to shake every one of your hands up here. You've just mm-hmm. instilled true motivation. Yes, yes. And, but again, this and is- And that's the, where the respect comes in. And that's where the respect comes like, in. Oh man, you know? Um, and, 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 and I know as a, as, a, as a podcast, we have to be careful to not date the podcast, right? Talk too right. much about current events, but I will right. say this. 
when you look, if you look at a country that's at war with another country, yes, mm-hmm. the leader that stays in the ivory tower is looked down upon. Mm-hmm. The leader who puts on the helmet and the vest and the flak jacket, yes, yep. Then they go, that's the real leader. Mm-hmm. Guys, whether <laughs> humans are humans. So mm-hmm. how you lead in business or how you lead in a ministry or how you lead at a school or how you lead in a nonprofit or how you lead at a soup kitchen, it doesn't matter. Humans are humans. That makes yes. leadership leadership and that makes the communication of leadership the exact same thing. You, and you might be like, how come we're not talking about the actual nuts and bolts of what to communicate? Because if you don't know how to do it and if you've, actually, if you're asking that question, you've probably missed a good chunk. You need to go back. <laughs> right, let's go back. <laughs> you, need to, you need to hear the recording of this Hit again. the rewind button. <laughs> yes. Um, that kind of connects to Jody had put in the comments, uh, it reminds her of, of the restaurant business. When designing the kitchen, uh, we would always say, ask the kitchen workers because they really know the most efficient setup. So kind of like what you're saying is, you know, talk to your people, get out of the ivory tower, make your rounds, um, identify your star workers though, right? Identify the star workers, but also just talk to everyone, just kind of get to know, get to know what's, what's uh, going on and have those conversations. She actually brings up a really interesting piece that ties in with what you just said at the end, have mm-hmm. those conversations. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Look, if you hired somebody to paint a room in your house and they came in and just painted it whatever color they chose, you would be livid, right? Mm-hmm. You you mm-hmm. wanted a nice taupe and they dropped <laughs> hot pink. Right. right. We are going to have a problem. Right? <laughs> we are going to have a problem. But as leaders, we do this all the time. Her comment pairs so well with yours about the conversation. Conversation is a two-way. You have to listen, right? So if you're going to redesign the kitchen, she's exactly right. Ask the kitchen staff or decide that you want to hire new kitchen staff because that's probably what's going to happen. If you're going to make a, if you're going to make a change, small change, big change, ask the people who is going to be affected by that change. Perfect case in point. I used to deal in communication systems and one organization, and they did this brilliantly. They went to all of the administrative assistants and they said, Hey, we need to update our phone system. These are the people who use the phone system the most. Mm -hmm. Oh my goodness. They had no idea how much of a hot button topic this was for the administrative assistants. Oh, sure. <laughs> but they did, we know it, but they, sure. did, they didn't know it. They solidified, these administrative assistants, they they talk, they were heard, This and now there's a trophy. There's literally a trophy on all of their desks. It's the phone system they wanted. And, mm-hmm. and now think about the mindset of this. Every time work gets tough, every time stuff gets difficult, they're picking up that phone and going, but but my leadership heard me. But mm-hmm. my leader, the leaders don't care. <laughs> but they went to the but the people who did care. Right. Uh, leaders, you've you've look, if you're missing this, if, and I'm gonna tell you for some of you, you do, you need to go back and hear this over and over mm-hmm. and over again. The content simply won't matter as much if if 
if the deliveries right the food that's on your plate is no good to you if your hands are tied and there's no one there to feed you right (laughs) now it's torture you're smelling steak and can't do anything about it right (laughs) and that would be torture (laughs) especially when you're hungry (laughs) sorry vegans or tofurkey right that's right But I will say it still doesn't taste quite as good, right? No. No, <laughs> no, no. Again, no, no, sorry, no. Vegans, but no. <laughs> time for a break, which means it's time to pay the bills. And now it is time for a commercial. I would like to take this opportunity to do a shameless plug for my book called Mini Handbook for Jackasses, Communication and Relationships. The book covers all kinds of topics, including the golden rule and why it does not always work social media landmines, and it addresses concerns regarding the freedom of speech and so much more. It is a quick read at less than 100 pages. There is a huge need for everyone to just calm down a notch or two and focus on their own communication skills. Check out the show notes for a link. And while you are buying it as a gift for everybody else, buy one for yourself too. Um, you have, uh, made some incredibly valuable points and I agree. I hope whoever's listening or whoever's not listening right now, because this is going to be saved right in, in the, the web verse, right? So the, the interwebs, if you will. So, you know, it'll be available to, to listen to and to watch, you know, later on, but, um, Every organization is going to go through challenging times. Every organization is going to go through change. And so at the end of that day, you've got to make sure that you've been able to create, maintain those strong relationships with, with your staff. And like you said, whether it's a a very small organization or a very large organization, you know, use the tools that you have available to you to be able to make those connections and listen and go to the kitchen workers and ask them, right? If you're going to redesign the kitchen, you know, go to the kitchen workers. If you're going to redesign a phone system, go to those who are, are using the phone system. You know, um, it, it makes a huge, we don't know what we don't know. Right. So, and, and we can't do this alone. We, we have to have people around us who are supportive and who understand what the goals are. And so, you know, as a leader, I think it's our place to be able to help others understand that what they do has value and that, you know, it's, we're doing this together, right? We're, we're, we're steering this ship together. At the end of the day, I might make the calls, right? Uh, But I need to have good people around me to listen to them so that I can have the information I need to make those calls, you know, whatever those calls are. Um, So uh, one final thing uh, I wanted to ask you about, I know one of the things that a lot of leaders are hesitant, and we kind of started with this, you know, with the whole public speaking thing. Um, And one fun fact that I just want to bring up is I think... uh, as a public speaker, you had you uh, won some awards as a young young person in Toastmasters. Is that correct? So, <laughs> okay, Jennifer, we were friends until this moment. Actually, now it must have been love. It's over now. No, right, um, right. <laughs> and the romance is in yeah, it. <laughs> uh, yes. Um, by the way, uh, leaders. 
what Jennifer did is actually a really good way to endure communication. Find something playfully personal about a middle management leader that the team would love. Uh, excellent job. Uh, if, <laughs> by the way, for some of you, if you just go back and listen to this recording to see Jennifer's chops and communications, because that was fabulous. Um, <laughs> thank you. Thank you. <laughs> now, yes. So I actually, uh, my, my father was the governor of the Southern California Toastmasters. Um, and when I actually would go uh, after my mom and dad uh, split, I would actually go at times to Toastmasters meetings with my mom. Um, and at one point, some of the other people started to get upset because I was, I don't know, 12. Um, but I would present and and I would win the awards. And <laughs> awards that some of these people were like, I've been waiting forever. But so there is a lesson in that communication does come naturally like anything mm -hmm. else to some people more than it does other people. Right. If I rested on those chops, mm -hmm. it wouldn't help me at all. In fact, if you look at some of the greatest sports athletes, they had to have talent yes. and the work ethic yes. to build that together. Now, everybody has the talent to communicate. Mm -hmm. Some people have to work at it a little harder than others. Mm -hmm. I didn't have to work very hard to communicate. I had to work very hard to learn how to lead. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes. Um, that's such an important point. You know, even uh, the most talented athletes, you got that natural raw talent. Um, there are a lot of talented athletes out there, but what separates the greats, right? What, what, what separates them? And it's going to be that work ethic. So, um, final, final question. Um, I always like to ask if there's a book or something that you would recommend. And when we had, well, when I had asked you this, you know, in the, uh, in the form that I sent you, you had mentioned one of the best books on public speaking, you would say is the Bible. So I am so interested in hearing a little bit more about that. I'm excited about this because there are, you know, a, a whole list of books that I know, uh, has been, you know, talked about in the past, but tell me a little bit more about how, uh, the Bible can be a tool that you can use in, in public speaking. You know, it's it's funny um, because I, I actually get a, a response like that a lot. Um, but both for business and public speaking, the Bible is a fabulous authority. And 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 let's let's anecdotally look at why. Okay. Here is let's let's take public speaking. Here is this man named Jesus, who was born in the backwater of what was considered a backwater country. So this person was born in a small town in kind of the sticks of a country that was considered the sticks. Mm -hmm. This this person was, uh, Jesus was a, like a carpenter, um, but that he could have been masonry. He, he was a skilled laborer, worked with his hands. This person, Jesus was not some some educated person by the standards of that day. 
whatever you believe about Jesus, he started a global revolution. Mm, mm. How did he do that? He was a phenomenal communicator. Mm. And when you read the way he would structure his communications, there were times where people would come at him and he would take a step back and instead of answering, he would ask them a question, mm. right? Because sometimes in communication, you have to shift the thrust of the communication, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? Sometimes to educate, you have to ask questions. By the way, don't trust a coach that does most of the talking. Right. <laughs> right. So when you start to look and and understand how did, and in fact, how did he do? You've noticed with both Jennifer and I, what have we done? We've, we've tossed out a ton of stories and examples. Yeah. In the Bible, they call those parables. All this, this incredible communication. It's his, his actual sermons. You can study his actual sermons. To me, that's a good way to start learning communication. By the way, uh, you can do the same thing with Moses. You can do the same thing in, with the Jewish Old Testaments for those of you that um, understand the Bible more through that lens. Leadership. Okay. What, what does that mean? He took 12 un... He, not only was he uneducated by the standards of the day, but he took 12 folks who were most of them extremely uneducated mm-hmm. and turned them into, well, at least 11 of them, uh, a right. global force <laughs> of, of leadership. What? In three years. Right, right. Sit with that for a moment. Mm-hmm. It, this, he literally said to Peter, Peter, follow me and I'll make you a fisher of men. That mm-hmm. statement alone, that statement alone is a statement of building leadership. Leader, how do you grow your organization? You build leaders. Jesus was phenomenal yes. at that. And let mm-hmm. me say one other thing. And it comes back to this point. Jesus, there were three places he would be. Leaders, you have to get away and rest. Get away with your family. Get away with with God. Get away and rest. Leaders, you got to get away with your leadership team. Enough mm-hmm. leaders don't do this. Jesus was notorious for this. Guys, get in the boat. We Let's get to the other side. We've got to spend some time just us. But leaders, when Jesus fed the 5,000, he didn't do it from the top of the mountain. He was right, right there among the people. Yep. Yeah. In fact, so many times people were following him. Why? Because he was right. There's multiple times where someone touched the hem of his garment. Well, how's that possible? Because he was there with them. And so right. when you take a look at, again, whether you believe he was the son of God or not, you look at somebody from backwater Nazareth from what was back then backwater Israel, especially if you're sitting in Rome and he started a global revolution, there has to be something to that. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. I love it. I love it. Um, I am going to have to go back through and start reading through some of these uh, stories again now, you know, with a, a different frame, you know, through which we can look at that's, that's wonderful. Um, I don't think there's anything that needs to be said beyond that. That's what a what an incredible way to to kind of end the conversation. Um, you are inspiring. You are motivating. I appreciate the great conversation, um, Yanni. This has been just a, a delight for me. I I really enjoyed this, and this will not be the last conversation that we have by any stretch of the imagination because uh, it's it's a lot of fun. You know, absolutely. 
Um, I would like to, as we wrap this up though, just to remind everybody if, if you are looking for coaching, leadership coaching, communication coaching, um, I have Yanni's, uh, web address, uh, that will be placed, you know, uh, in the comments. So I'll make sure to get that out of there. Uh, you can also, may I give out your email? Please. Okay. All right. Yes. So you can see his name right here on the <laughs> I-O-A-N-N-I-S pronounced Yanni, right? <laughs> and it's going to be Yanni at, and what you see on the screen right there, GrazLLC.com. So very easy to, to get to. Yep. Go to the website, um, contact, fantastic conversation. Um, so I, I will put all of that, you know, in the, uh, in the, the comments in case anyone is wanting to continue their own conversation with you. Um, I absolutely appreciate the time that you have given and, um, I've learned, I've learned a lot and I know anyone who's going to watch this, either they're watching it now or they're going to watch it later on a lot of things, you know, that we can ponder in leadership. So I, I appreciate that Yanni. Thank you so much for, for your time. Thank you, Jennifer. It's been an absolute pleasure. So much fun. Yeah. And anyone uh, who's watching to the end, make sure to you go back. This is the first live broadcast. All the other podcasts are audio only, but you can find Communication 24-7 on all of the podcast platforms. It's just me droning on about communication skills. But, you know, uh, I try to keep it in short little bites so it's easy to stomach. So <laughs> that's my gift to you all. All right. I'm going to end the broadcast. Everybody watching, have a great day. Thanks for listening to the Communication 24-7 podcast with your host, Jennifer Furlong. You have chosen to spend part of your day with me in your ears and in your headspace, and I appreciate that. I'd like to ask you for a couple of favors. Please be sure to subscribe to the podcast and leave me a rating and a review because the more ratings and reviews the show has, the higher up the list it will move. Also, please recommend the Communication 24-7 podcast to your family and friends who, let's face it, could probably use some communication skills training anyway. Am I right? And lastly, email me your pressing communication-related questions. I know you got to have some. Email them to info at communication247.com. That's info at communication247.com. That's all, folks. Till next time.